It's always a great privilege to, to speak next to the Word itself, the Word that was made flesh and dwelt among us, the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. I want to read a story. There's a book I'm going to talk about a little bit later. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Father Hadavi gave all of us at Saint uh, at uh, Catholic Social Services a little day of recollection. We do one at the beginning of Advent and Lent each year. And he mentioned this book Cardinal Sara wrote on the power of silence. And in this book, he writes this story, and this is what he says. I remember the strong, distressing words of Mother Teresa to a young priest. Mother Teresa loved priests. I remember the strong, distressing words of Mother Teresa to a young priest, Angelo Comastri, who today is the Cardinal Archpriest of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. In his book, Dio Scrive Drito, there are magnificent passages. Here's his account of that upsetting encounter with the saint. I, I thought you were supposed to have nice encounters with Mother Teresa. Here's this account, his account of that upsetting encounter with the saint, which I will relate here with great emotion. I just love this story. As if I don't love all the stories of Mother Teresa. I telephoned the general. This is this Father Angelo when he was just newly ordained. I telephoned the general house of the missionaries of charity so as to be able to meet Mother Teresa of Calcutta. But their answer was categorical. It's not possible to meet Mother. Her engagements do not allow it. I went there anyway. The sister who came to open the door, uh, I got another story for a little later. Sister who came to open the door for me very politely asked me, What do you want? I would just like to meet Mother Teresa for a few moments. Surprised, the sister replied, I'm sorry. That's not possible. I did not budge and thus made the sister understand I would not leave without having met Mother Teresa. Can you imagine? The sister went away for a few moments and came back in the company of Mother Teresa. I was startled and speechless. Mother had me sit down in a little room near the chair. And who knows what Mother was doing when she was interrupted. Mother had me sit down in a little room near the chapel. Meanwhile, I had recovered a bit and managed to say, Mother, I'm a very young priest. I'm taking my first steps I came to ask you to accompany me with your prayers. Mother looked tenderly and kindly at me. Then, smiling, she replied, I always pray for priests. I will pray for you also. Then she gave me a miraculous medal, put it in my hand, and asked me, For how much time do you pray each day? Mm -hmm. I was astonished and a little embarrassed. Then, gathering my thoughts, I replied, Mother... I celebrate Holy Mass each day. I pray the breviary each day. You know that these days is proof of heroism. And this was 1969 before the divine office was simplified. I pray the rosary each day also, and very gladly because I learned it from my mother. Mother Teresa, with her rough hands, clasped the rosary she always had with her. Then she fixed on me her eyes 
which are filled with light and love, and said, That's not enough, my son. That is not enough. Because love cannot be reduced to the indispensable minimum. Love demands the maximum. I did not understand Mother Teresa's words right away. As though to justify myself, I replied, Mother, I expected from you instead this question, what kind of acts of charity do you do? Suddenly, Mother Teresa's face became very serious again. And she said in a stern tone of voice, imagine. She said, Do you think I could practice charity if I did not ask Jesus to fill my heart with his love? Do you think I could go through the streets and look for the poor if Jesus did not communicate the fire of his charity to me? I felt very small. Now, Mother Teresa, she spent three hours each morning in front of the Blessed Sacrament. That's how she filled her tank. Notice, in Mark's account of the calling of the disciples, he calls his disciples and it said, it was very clear in this passage, that Jesus called his disciples to first be with him. Then go out and preach and exercise demons and this and that and the other. First to be with him. I looked at Mother Teresa with profound admiration and sincere desire to enter into the mystery of her soul, which is so filled with the presence of God. Enunciating each word, she added this, Read the gospel attentively, and you will see that Jesus sacrificed even charity for prayer. And do you know why? Teach each us that without God, we are too poor to help the poor. At that time, we saw so many priests and religious abandoning prayer in order to immerse themselves, as they said, in social work. Mother Teresa seemed like me a ray of sunshine, and I repeated slowly in my heart of hearts, without God, we are too poor to be able to help the poor. So, remember my words that even for priests, prayer can be a struggle. And I can say that for myself, for the last 20 years, my prayer, my spiritual life has evolved. The Catechism of the Catholic Church has a beautiful section on prayer, and it's at the end. And in it, its definition for prayer, of uh, we, we, we heard about uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, and you know what her definition of prayer was? Lifting your heart to God. When my dad was in the nursing home, he had a bunch of strokes. He made it to 90. I just sit with them. He couldn't talk. I would just sit there. Now my mom, she would visit him every day. And on their 62nd wedding anniversary, he couldn't talk because of his stroke. And so she came in. She visited him every day. So I remember the their 62nd wedding anniversary. I was there off her mass in the room, and she walked in the room, and there was a young nursing aide. Her father and mother just split apart. And my mom walked in the room, 
My dad was just staring off into space. And she walked in and says, Louie. His name was Aloysius. And the kids used to make fun of him when he was a kid. Aloysius always does the dishes. He climbed a pear tree and then he started crying. He couldn't get down. So his older sister said, Loisa Brucha Kosinka, which means Louis the crybaby worm. So they called him Louis. So my mom said, Louis, happy anniversary. We've been married 62 years. Louis, I love you. Louis. And then she grabbed his face so that their eyes met. Louis, I love you. We've been married 62 years today. I don't know how. I was a miracle because he had a stroke, but he spit it out. He says, I love you. That was the last words that he ever spoke to my mom. And she would just sit with him every day. And now my mom is in a nursing home. She's got interstitial pulmonary fibrosis, and I don't know what that's from. Her lungs are, people like to listen to them because it's like Velcro, and it's different from water. And so these med students just come in. Mrs. Kubat, can I listen to your lungs? Okay. But I just go there, and I just sit with her. And then she dozes off, but I'm just there. Prayer is not so much doing something, but... Prayer is more of being with someone. Prayer isn't so much doing something, it's being with somebody, and that someone is God. That passage in the Gospels where the disciples ask Jesus, and this always gets me, even now. Hey, Jesus, teach us how to pray, like John the Baptist taught his disciples how to pray. And I think to myself, Teach us how to pray. They're hanging around Jesus Christ for heaven's sakes. And they need to be taught to pray. But most people pray as their parents prayed. How their parents taught them. And so Jesus, in response, what were the first two words out of his mouth? Our Father. Now you may think, Going to conferences and having breakout sections and sections is, and then to, to have discussions was something modern. But in the 16th century, St. Teresa of Avila, not Teresa of Lisieux, that's the big Teresa and the little Teresa. Teresa of uh, Teresa Avila apparently was this very intelligent woman, and she um, was a buddy of St. John of the Cross, and she went to this conference on the Our Father, and they were told, okay, they recited the Our Father. And you pick out a phrase or a couple of words in the Our Father and meditate it on a while, and then we'll get to be- back together in small groups and we'll discuss. When she got back together in her small group, she says, I can't get past the words Our Father. And this cuts at the heart of developing a proper prayer life. When we pray, are we thinking of God our Father? are directing all our prayers to the Father? I bet you many, many people, the Father's not even in their mind. 
our prayer ultimately should be directed to God the Father. And the key to understanding this is to understand who the Son is. By the way, I'm going to ask this question. I love to ask this question. Raise your hand if you think Jesus is a human person. Jesus is not a human person. Always human, all right. See, we are human persons, but what do we share amongst each other? We share, we have the same human nature. Nature is what we are. Person is who we are. So what's the Trinity? Three persons and one God. What kind of persons? Nice persons, good persons, divine persons. So when somebody is taking his uh, fiance out for dinner, he wants to propose, or they're on a whatever, and he leans over the table, there's a candle there, hopefully his tie doesn't go on fire, and he looks in their eyes and he says, Oh, honey, you're so divine. That's using that word improperly. Divine means God. So God the Father is what kind of a person? And his Son is what kind of person? And the Holy Spirit, three divine persons in one God. So, what is, and well, let's put it this way. At our baptisms, God the Father adopted us, didn't we? So you are, when I look out over this group of people, I see sons and daughters of God the Father. You are sons and daughters of God the Father. That's who you are, what you are. Now, when we, we, should, we, we need to speak to God the Father every day, all our prayers. And when he speaks to us, our Father speaks to us, those words that we hear is the Son. He's the Word made flesh that dwelt among us. So the words that God the Father speaks to us, that's the Son. He's the one, the Word of the Father. Is the one that became a baby to die and to start a church in which we find our salvation. So when I look at that crucifix, I see my Father speaking to me. Our Father loves us so much that that's how he speaks to us. His word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's how powerful his word is. His word is so powerful it took on flesh and became a human being. So the divine person of the Son shares our human nature. And he's like us in all things except for sin. So in the divine nature of Jesus, he has a divine intellect and a divine will, like the Father and the Holy Spirit has. An intellect is something that we think we use to think with and know with, and will is what we choose and love with. So, but Jesus, since he shares our nature, also has a human intellect and a human will. So the devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus is devotion to his human will, his heart. If you ever had a broken heart, it hurts right here. There's no cardiac damage, but I don't know, parasympathetic and sympathetic. I don't know why it hurts here, but it just does. And so when I look at that crucifix, I see the Father speaking to me. I see the Father. Philip couldn't figure it out. Jesus started talking about his Father, and he says, I don't get it. I'm just, just show us the Father. We'll be satisfied. And Jesus said, Philip, 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 Philip. How long have we been together and you don't know me? If you know me, you know the Father. 
So when we speak to Jesus, we're speaking to the Father's Word. And our Father speaks to us normally with the Scriptures. Those are the Father's words, which is the Son. And then the love that our Father gives us through the Son is the Holy Spirit. So everything's directed to our Father. So prayer is more of being with than doing something. But our next talk, I want to talk about what environment and what conditions are most suitable to encounter God. Let me think of that for just a second. What environment and what conditions are most favorable and suitable to encounter God? And that's the focus of the next talk. Sacred Heart of Jesus, present in the Blessed Sacrament, the Word of the Father, have mercy on us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. Amen.